me and you be sisters. We be the same. Me and you coming from the same place. Me and you be greasing our legs, touching up our edges. Me and you be scared of rats, be stepping on roaches. Me and you come running high down Purdy Street one time and mama laugh and shake her head at me and you. Me and you got babies, got 35, got black, let our hair go back, be loving ourselves, be loving ourselves, be sisters. Only where you sing, I poet. That was a poem entitled Sisters by Lucille Clifton. I am Stace. I am Adila. Welcome to our podcast. This is our table present and black. Today we're going to do a deep breathing exercise. So if you are willing and are able, go ahead and take a moment and close your eyes and take a deep inhale in through your nose. Exhale through the mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Roll your shoulders back and exhale through the mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Exhale through the mouth. One more deep inhale in through your nose. And let out all of that frustration through the mouth. And with that, we say, I am free. I am free. Yes. All right, let's get into this week's isms. What's yours, Stace? So this week is more so of, I don't know. Yeah, we'll call it that. So neither versus neither. What do you say? I think I use both depending on who I am talking to and how sophisticated I am wanting to sound in the moment. (laughs) I feel like I say neither, neither one of us. I'm trying to think what I say more often, but I I, I know for for a fact I've used both. Why? Same, I've just been thinking about it. When I was younger, it was always neither. Okay. I would hear neither. I'd be like, why are you saying it like that? Um, <laughs> when I was young and I got older, it was just like it. On the context. Yep. Just, it sounds for me, it just might sound better one way or the other. Absolutely. The same thing with either and either. Okay. Either or, either or, neither, nor, neither, nor. It, I used to talk hard with neither, but now it's like, hey, let's use both. Why not? They're interchangeable if, if you mm-hmm. want them to be. Yes, I agree. I, I use either and either. I use either and either and neither and neither. Like you said, depending on the context of what I'm saying and who my audience is. Because if, if it's an audience where I'm, you know, down with the people, then I probably use neither. So it sounds like neither may be... Um, how do you say a less culturally accepted? Term? Oh, less what? Less polished. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I would. That's my that's my take on it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I remember like I gave my child my child an ultimatum the other day, and 
I think it was, she couldn't have a snack or something. And I was like, if you don't eat your food, you won't have that neither. Okay. <laughs> she, she was like, okay, girl. Fast <laughs> my daddy. Like, but the, I think, I think my husband was like, neither. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I said it and I meant it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Interesting. I wonder, yeah. I feel like I need to do a research study on this now. <laughs> yes, do a poll. Like, which do you say? I'm going to put a poll when I upload the episode. Which one didn't make a note for myself to do a poll? Make a note. Where my pen go? I'm going to put a poll up. Neither versus neither. Which one? So y'all go in and at, um, answer the poll. Which one do y'all use? If you use one synonymously or exclusively. That's it. My ism for the day. Okay. My ism is implementing a no phone day. I don't think that I, I don't think I felt the, um, significance of this into like my current state of life because I, I feel like when I was younger I was on my phone way more often than I for like leisurely things than I am now I think like now when I'm on the phone is more business than anything else and so now I'm very strategic with not being on my phone especially when I'm with um, certain people or I'm doing certain things. So like if I am enjoying the company of somebody else, I try not to be on my phone as much as I used to. And then I also try really hard to like have at least one or two days a week. Okay, that's fine too. I have one or two days a week where I'm not on my phone at all. And like uh, people will be calling me or texting me like, I, I tried to reach you and I'm like, girl, today was my no phone day. So I'd be needing to like have a reset because- Especially like when you're looking at those screens all the time and my, you know, I'm wearing these spectacles now and I don't know, I don't know what it is about wearing glasses versus not wearing glasses, but when you look at the screen, you're off, you're like, your eyes be hurting. And do you Jeez. find it hard to focus after you're looking and you look yes. away and it's like, wait a minute. Yes. And it's like, the world is fuzzy. Okay. It's like the whole world is fuzzy after that. So then I just, I be just needing to like press a reset. So I try to have like maybe Saturday or Sunday be my no phone day. And so I'll be slower. I mean, I'm slow to respond anyway these days, but I'm slower to respond on the weekend because my phone is usually not in my hand. And my mama cannot stand it. She was like, why you don't have your phone? Why it took you so long to answer? I'm like, I didn't have my phone. You always have it when I'm working, not working today. Mm-hmm. So no phone day. That's super important for like self-care for me to be able to like just um, decompress mm-hmm. from the week. Yeah. <clears throat> totally agree with you do you yeah. keep it close well do you check it periodically just to see if there's like an emergency so that's a no um if you could see her face yeah <laughs> no. so i i have now i have a watch that answers a lot of my calls now and so like It'll, it'll give me certain notifications and then sometimes I'll just take the whole watch off and like completely disconnect. But like 
usually if I'm like downstairs, my phone is in my room. So I um I try not to I try not to have it close by because if it's close by, then I'm gonna scroll, I'm gonna do something on it. And the objective is to not do anything. Are you okay? The objective is to not do anything on it at all. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm trying to get to a point where I'm completely unplugged. But I, because in, oh, this is going to sound really shitty. Everyone who needs me is usually here with me when I do that. So if somebody outside of that needs me, I really can't do anything for you anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That sounds really shitty, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the like, my kids are at home. My husband's at home. Like anybody else, I would have to like get to them before I can actually be of any assistance. So like, I think it makes it like to my mom be act like it's the end of the world. But I'm like, girl, <laughs> I can't do nothing for for you from here anyway. I mean, the only thing I can do from a distance is send money and pray and pray. But I'm always doing that. Like I'm a prayer warrior. Oh, prayer warrior. I can never like that. But I'm like, I can't, I can't reach you. Like when my stepdad say, I, I can feel you, but I can't reach you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to unplug. What about you? I totally agree. I've passed what a few months. I've been like, get off the phone. Stay mm-hmm. off the phone. I find myself picking up the phone. Or I'll look at it and be like, don't you touch that. <laughs> Two minutes later, the phone's in my hand. Um, right. And I'm not even doing anything. It's just like, mm, let me scroll through um, my app. But it like, was... like, that's the same app. So I had five minutes ago. Um, right. I mean, it's, it's the same stuff on there that was on there 20 minutes ago. People talking about other people's lives and trying to live vicariously through somebody else. You need to unplug and take some of that out of our, our purview. I remember back when I was on Facebook, I found myself scrolling. One night, two hours had went by. And I was like, what happened? That's when it like hit me really, really hard. Like you need to stop. I think that was like in 2017, I think. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like my my solution to that problem was don't go on Facebook ever. (laughs) Instead of like, you know, what you're doing, like, what do you call it? monitoring yourself like some yes those restrictions or whatever it's like mm-hmm. no, I'm anymore and <laughs> what I'm doing now is I'll look at it I'll scroll in my apps like the apps are the same um let me make sure let me check my email mm-hmm. there's no email um it's just I don't know it's like a habit of just looking through things um right that already already there but I, I get you 100% and when you look down I don't know if you do this but because I don't like taking my glasses on and off when I'm looking at my screen, like this, and I'll put it right there. Do you do that? Do you? Do- <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, but I not Shut on up. my phone. <laughs> no, no, not there yet. But not because it's not on my phone, but on my computer. I'll be like, I'll be on my computer so often that I'll be like, I'll be like in it. Like, can I? Can I? I? Are you sure I can see? Mm. What is that? What does that say? Share, share. Okay, got it. Thanks. It's a problem. Like I'm 74. What we're doing is we're moving our glasses down so we can see like with our regular eyes. Well, our regular vision. 
unaided vision, whatever. Yeah, uh, unaided vision. I like that. Because I try to look at it with my glasses on. It's just not the, I don't like the feeling. It gives my eyes, so I have to put it down. I'm like, you, if you don't stop playing. But I think it's very healthy, and that's awesome that you're doing that. I'm trying. And then, like my husband always says, like, it's about being present in the moment. Because mm-hmm. when you have your phone, you just be scrolling. You're watching other people live their lives instead of living your own. And like that, I, and for that reason, that's why I don't think I'm a millennial. Cause I feel like I'm around other people who are my age mm-hmm. and they're always, always on social media. I went to brunch with somebody the other day and like the food came out and they were like arranging the table so they can take a picture or a video. And I was like, <laughs> so we're not we're not gonna eat this while it's hot got it i'll just go ahead i'll i'll, I'll wait i don't oh. and then like we went to take we went to do a cheers to take a drink everyone else had their phone out and i was like i, I just want to put the alcohol in my body i don't i don't want to capture the moment necessarily right. i just need yeah. it to i just need it to be consumed so no you said they rearranged the table <laughs> Well, they like they were trying to make it like insta worthy, mm. you know. I'm just, I feel like the, I was born in the wrong era. Like I just all this technology and needing to post your whole life. I just. But uh, do you think you would be how you are now if you didn't have children? <clears throat> like you have other. Well, I don't know to say if you didn't have children and you were out and about doing things. But I feel like. When you have kids, it's more of a reason to post because they're beautiful and you want to want the world to see oh, them. One of those people. Huh? Like one of those people. Like I mean, do people. I not send you picture of pictures of the kids like yeah, and daily? that's personal? Like but that's what people do on the social. I don't want to see a raggy kids. <laughs> but like, so instead of me sending you the pictures, I would just upload all of them. Uh, right, right weird and I'm just like it's not for everybody like I think my kids are freaking gorgeous but I'm like I don't need the whole world to see my kids you know if they decide they want to be famous one day that's their business Mm -hmm. but I I don't know I I just I don't I can't say because I feel like even when I was younger I don't know if I put everything on the socials like I took pictures huh you always had your phone in your hand, though. When I met I you, did. My mom called. My, how Ooh. often did I talk to my mom? It's <laughs> like, this girl don't put her phone down. <laughs> was I bad like that? You were always on the phone. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Who talks this much on the phone when they're with people? Um, but it's cool. Wait, was I talking to other people? Or were they, like, on social media? No, you were on the phone talking. Like, talking. Yeah, my <laughs> mom and my sister would call me often. Oh my gosh. That's what, that's what I meant by on the phone. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you meant like on social media. I'm like, I don't feel like I was ever on social media like that. No. But yeah, on, on the phone talking. Oh yeah. All the time. But <laughs> like, and see, even back then. Okay. Off tangent, off topic, but on topic. My mom used to call me at least 15 times a day. We mm-hmm. talked all the time. And so, yes, I had my phone on me consistently and it wasn't until like six years ago seven years ago 
that she just stopped doing that. Cause I was like, <laughs> I need you, I need to rest. Like you need to stop calling. <laughs> like, <laughs> she would, we would be on the phone from the time we woke up, we would be each other's first person we talked to in the morning. And I'd be the last person my mom, besides her husband, be the last person my mom talked to at nighttime. And then I think, I think it was when I met my, my now husband, I was like, okay, girl, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need you to check on me 24 eight. She's like, are you sure? I'm good. Thank you so much, Carol. Thanks. <laughs> Cause she, you know, didn't she call your phone looking for me one time? Did she? I don't remember. Cause I believe, I believe she did. I know for sure. I went home and went to sleep and didn't have my, and God forbid I had turned my phone on, do, do not disturb back then. Whew. And then I just, I was living in an apartment and the next thing I know, my window, which is behind some bushes, by the way, I heard knocking on my window <laughs> and like three or four of the girls that I was hanging out with at the time were knocking, hey, your mama called us looking for you. You all right? I was like, they were like, we've been calling you. And I was like, I was asleep. Your mama done called all of us. So we had, to, we had to come over here and look for you, girl. I was like, mama, please don't call people looking for me. I did not give you the numbers for that. It's been five minutes. I haven't heard from my baby. She, and that's exactly how she was. Because, you know, I'm a free spirit. So she was like, Some, I got to make sure somebody got eyes on her at all times. Because she's liable to, to be in Canada and don't nobody know. Be like that. So now I have my no phone days, and she still doesn't. Um, she still doesn't get it, but she respects it. That's good. That's that's the important part. <laughs> anyway, that was the whole thing. All right, I think that wraps up this week's isms. Yes. Let's see. Yes. So this week's ramblings is in like to the no phone day. I wanted to talk about self care. So as women of color, I don't feel. You know, like we, not that I don't feel, it's not like a, a dealer statement, like it's publicly known. We don't often take the time to take care of ourselves. We are often, you know, nurturing and present for everybody else, minus ourselves. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what self-care looks like for each of us and what we're doing to make sure that we are consistently pouring into ourselves before we pour into other people. You want to start? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So what does self-care look like for me? So recently, I have started having a... We're not going to do that, sir. Excuse me. That's enough. I've started having a mindfulness moment in the morning times. So I'm usually like the last person to go to bed in my house which means I go to bed at like one o'clock in the morning. Oh gosh. And then I'm usually up all night because my son is still nursing. And then um, my daughter, she's started to realize that like her brother gets to leave the room to come to the parents room. So why can't she leave the room too? So like everyone's in my bed now, it's ridiculous. So um, what I've been doing now is like making sure to put them to bed at a reasonable time so that I can wake up early. So now I wake up at like 5.36 so I can have a mindfulness hour by myself uninterrupted. So I sit and Wait, I have my- Say that again. At 5.30 or 6. Oh, I thought you said 5.36. I'm like, that's very specific. <laughs> oh, yeah. 5.30, 6 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so I can like pray, meditate, set my intentions for the day so that I can manifest what it is that I want for the day, for the week, for the month, what have you, for the year. And that has really been, um, it's been calming and enlightening for me. And it makes like, it makes me feel validated. If that makes sense. Like I don't have a lot of time to carve out things for myself, but like making the commitment to wake up earlier in the morning. Like, yes, it would be nice to get that extra sleep, right? But then when I um when I wake up, when the kids wake up, I'm just so frazzled because I'm on I'm on go the entire time. But when I'm able to wake up that 45 minutes to an hour and a half before they do and have that time by myself it really helps set the tone for the rest of the day. So then when they do things, I'm less likely to like be agitated or frustrated because I've already had, I've already had my coffee. I've been able to like get breakfast ready for the girl when she gets up and like, well, my boy now, cause he's also eating some table food, but I'm able to, to get my day ready. And so I'm not as um, on edge, if you will. So it, that's, that's been really good for me. Now I don't, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this because I, I do be tired. And like, I know my alarm goes off a few times and I'm just like, but you don't even need this mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> you can just close your eyes and go right back to sleep because you were having a very good dream about your just elbow that you want to go back to. Um, but I make myself get up. So it's, it's been good. Excellent. I was going to ask you about that sleep part. Like, do you ever feel like, mm, I'll do it tomorrow. But yeah, answer that. <laughs> and like, I also remind myself, like, there was a time when I used to go to bed very late and wake up very early. And then I just be going all day long. So I'm like, you have done this before. You can do this. This is not new behavior for you like this this you know it's not foreign so don't treat it as though it's impossible so that that's kind of how I remind myself like you you've been here before you can do it again just take it one day at a time and see what happens sorry So yeah, that, it's, it's, it's been good. I'm, I'm enjoying, I am enjoying the journey. I'm giving myself grace and I'm taking it one day at a time. Excellent. Unlike you, I utilize that snooze button often. No, that's real. That is also self-care. <laughs> it is. And I enjoy it thoroughly. I have two alarms set and I was I, like, okay, you know how when it's time to wake up, that's when you get the most, like the best sleep of your life. What is that about? No, but that's why I have two alarms set. Like, okay, it's going to arouse my body like at seven. Mm-hmm. And then I know I'll have like a, some more time to get some real good sleep before mm-hmm. I have to like, get up, get up for real, for real. Um, yeah. So I do that. And sometimes that snooze, I'll just keep hitting it and keep hitting it. And if I don't have any meetings, I might hit it a little, little extra. Okay. You few more times but and then sleeping because I don't sleep during the week like I should I'm always up every, I got up every two hours the other night or was it this morning every two hours I was like timing it I'm like what are you doing um 
So my body's not sleeping the way it needs to on the weekends. Mm, that's so nice. It just yes, indeed. Take it all in. But um, I, I feel you on the whole meditating and breathing thing. Every now and again, I'll get open my app for breathing, which sounds really ridiculous. You need an app to breathe. Mm-hmm. Because it's guided it's, breathing. It's guided breathing. Yeah, it's hard for me to focus because my mind is always on a million different things. And I've been like this since a kid, always thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. So that helps me just um, calm down. And when I do it, I feel better. That's what's up. I'm just like, I should do this more often, but you know, meh. You know, when I first, I remember when I first um, like was open to meditation, I think it was in my um, graduate program. And the lady was saying, we had a professor who said that we needed to try to, we needed to try to um, meditate for at least 30 minutes a day. And I was like, 30 minutes? <laughs> what? You want me to sit still with myself for 30 minutes? <laughs> you know what I could do? I could write a whole note in assessment in 30 minutes. I don't have time to sit for 30 minutes. And she was like, you need to allow yourself like the time to just be with yourself. And she, so um, I think, the, I think she, initially she gave us an assignment to sit for like five minutes and then 10 minutes and then work our way up to 30. My father in heaven, those five minutes used to feel like five days. I was like, what, is it time yet? It's only 30 seconds. Are you sure? And maybe your clock is broken because my God, it has been all my life sitting here. But now when I sit for my little 45 minutes and it's time for me to get up, I'm like, is that it? Just time to go already. Like I just, I'd be in it. I'd be talking to the Lord. I'd be taking notes, you know, like sitting and sitting in silence and allowing things, like allowing myself to process full thoughts and not jumping from thing to thing and then being able to like write things and like being able to ask, you know, ask God and the universe for things and be patient and be still to receive the responses. Like that has been so powerful but let me tell you my 23 year old self was like five minutes of silence sounds like getting my toenails ripped off by pliers <laughs> it's like anything um if you exercise it right yo I was like, well, how am I trying to say this you know what I'm trying to say like you have to practice makes perfect practice that yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Um, why is it on the tip of my tongue I can't even figure out what I was gonna say Anywho, but that works too. Exercise the muscle, right? That, when yes. You, like, muscle, mm-hmm. you have to exercise muscle, muscle memory. Thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, <laughs> I completely agree. And that, and I think that's how it was. Like initially when I first started, like my mind was all over the place. It was like, you gotta, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I had to make myself sit still. And I remember, the, I go back to my professor all the time because she used to say like, one day you'll get so good where you can meditate or be mindful in any space because I used to be I used to have to like put myself in a space where there was no tv there was no phone there was no work there was no distractions or mm-hmm. I go to it like you know as soon as you sit to your computer even if you sit at your computer to do something leisurely you'll end up checking your work email and so <clears throat> I, I used to say okay well I can't meditate in my office because I'm going to go to my computer and I'm going to check something or I'm going to have to file something or like something's something's going to happen but now I can sit anywhere and have a mindfulness moment and you know 
compartmentalize mm -hmm. everything that does not have to do with me in that moment. And I think that's such a powerful tool because you're, I mean, the brain is the most powerful weapon yeah. that you have. So like you said, it's important to exercise it and have that muscle memory. Because maybe you be in a meeting and you want to cuss Becky ass out and you just need to have to close your eyes and have a kind of Jesus minute just with you and the Lord and for a second just... And she'd be like, did you hear me, Adila? Mm -hmm. I did. I heard, I heard everything you said. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Go with God. I need to figure that out because I'll be sitting at the computer and knowing good while well, I need nothing at the uh, for work. I'd be like, well, I'm here. Mm -hmm. We can see what's, let me just see. No, I don't even want to, but my brain just says, check Psst, check me. And I'll yep. be like, can you stop talking to me, please? But um, the opposite happens, like in meetings for me, I find it very hard to focus. And I always say, I don't know how I made it through all these years of college because focusing is not <laughs> my strong point. I'd be thinking about everything else. And I remember an undergrad one day, um, history of technology class. I would go there, I would be present, my body would be there, but my mind would always be like somewhere else. And I told myself, I'm like, you have to focus. You can't leave class all the time, not knowing what happened. Like right. I wouldn't know what happened. So I found myself sitting in class, telling my mind, myself, focus, he's talking, pay attention. But while I'm telling myself these things, I'm missing what he's saying still. <laughs> I'm just like, forget it. It is what it is. How did I make it? through all these, the blood of Jesus. Cause I'll tell you, if somebody would have diagnosed me with something, I would have been like, probably. Um, <laughs> I don't be knowing. And I used to walk around mm -hmm. campus like that, trying to be like, okay, smile, don't look so mean. And it turns out while I was thinking it, my face was like curled up because I was trying not to do that. I was like, forget it. This is who I am, deal with it. So I like, that was a tangent, but coming back to that, opposite of you in meetings I just be man I have no problem zoning out and thinking about my own self and the things I need to do outside of work do you doodle yeah I doodle mm -hmm. that doesn't help keep you focused no because then I'm focused on the doodle oh my gosh okay so yeah mm -hmm. because like I remember like do I was you know you know me I see something I'm like squirrel like it don't it don't take long but um, doodling always helped. And one of my, one of my um, she wasn't a mentor. One of the professors I had would say like, I, I have horrible eye contact when I'm talking to people. And so she would say, um, count their eyelashes while, you're, while they're talking to you. Cause then you have to look at them. Mm -hmm. And so I'd be looking at people and I'd be like, right, <laughs> I'd be like, what is, what are you, is there something on my face that I'm like I'm looking at your eyelashes I'm trying to count them <laughs> serial killer type stuff right there yes but she um that was that was one of her tools for maintaining eye contact and looking at people in the face when you're talking to them but then I just used to tell my clients I'm like look if I'm not looking at you it's not because I'm not listening it's just because that's just that's how yeah. I think. That's how I have to process. If I'm staring at you all day, then you know I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm not. Because if I'm just looking at you, I'm thinking about why won't you shut up? <laughs> so I can go. 
Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Did you tell them that? Like, well, then they'll know, like, okay, she wants me to stop talking. So I'm going to stop talking. Yes. And they used to tell me, like, Adila, you're just staring at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Go continue. Start over. Start over. Start over. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I wasn't. I'm, I mean, I'm human. And I, th- I think that's why my clients like me so much because, like, when you think about it with your teachers, did you like the ones who you can who you can connect with on a human level or the ones who thought they were better than you? Uh-oh. Did you freeze? Oh, snap. I think we lost Stacy, yo guys. Hold on a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you went into straight transformer mode. Oh <laughs> no, it was my phone. Okay, can you hear us now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you, with, with the teachers, did you like the ones that you can connect with on a human level or the ones that thought they were better than you? I don't know how to answer that. I don't think I had any teacher who ever thought they were better than the children. That's concerning. Really? Oh. I've had arrogant teachers. I've had yes. racist teachers. Like I've that, had- like arrogance. Um, yeah I guess the non-arrogant ones but what does that have to do with them listening and paying attention because like we had teachers who would like I I, I don't want to say popular teachers but the ones who kind of liked worked really hard to like meet kids where they were Mm -hmm. and like empathize with them on their level versus trying to like bring them up to their level Okay. You know what I mean? So like I always got along better with the teachers who saw me where I was. Mm-hmm. And so okay. that that's that and and similar to that, that's how I was as a therapist was like, you know, I you're a human being, I'm a human being. Yeah, you got shit going on, but I got shit going on too. And though I work really hard not to let my shit come in here into the space because this is your space, sometimes I slip up. And it's okay for you to check me and be like, hey, bitch, you ain't listening. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't take offense to that. If they said it just like that, you'd be cool. I had, I did have one client who, and she was older than me, but I let, she was very like down to earth like that. And she was like, if I told her something, she'd be like, no, you know what you're talking about. Like she was, she was just very like, they didn't bother me because She's the expert on her life. I'm just there to help her make sense of whatever's going through, whatever you're going through. I don't know everything, but I know, you know, it's helpful to see something from a different lens. I just have a different level of education than you do, you know, and not to say that she didn't have also an advanced degree, but her, you know, maybe her degrees in something else. And sometimes you can't see your life. Right. It's easier for somebody else to see it. So I'm like, I'm okay with you not agreeing. I'm okay with you calling me on my shit. I'm okay with like, you know, us being able to have a candid conversation. As long as you're not disrespectful to me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And so I, like my clients really appreciate that because they're like, you, you, you one of us. I'm like, yeah, I mean, cause we all human beings. We all got shit going on, especially me. Shit, I was basically homeless at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't here to judge nobody's shoe. I'm here for a good time and a long time. Shit. And if I can help somebody along the way on my journey, then 
Thank you, Lord. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Yo, I'm just having a thought like if you were doing therapy in your car and one of them was just driving by while they were on a session with you. Had a blanket pulled up over you. <laughs> 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 It'd be like going in slow motion, driving by, like, what just happened? Hey, be like that, man. Ooh, that tickled me so. I mean, because I. Child. and especially where I was in LA like you had therapists from all walks of life like okay different um agencies that I worked at like therapists would come I guess you couldn't call them all therapists but like counselors would come from all different walks of life and just because they were sitting across the room from you in that chair did not mean that their life or their status was quote unquote better than yours Mm -hmm. so sometimes we had we had therapists walk right in off a of skid row oh okay yeah I mean because your situation does not diminish who you are as a person and what you're able to contribute mm -hmm. so it is what it is but that was a whole tangent that was okay <clears throat> that was funny though a funny picture in my head <laughs> it, did I just pass you no that wasn't me pay no attention to the person behind the curtain <laughs> so silly so you said you've been snoozing that's how you've been implementing self-care in your life snoozing your alarm mm -hmm. and just sleeping extra when I'm not working I did take a day off and I'm gonna do this more often like last week or the week before I took a day off I did nothing work I said I'm not picking up I'm not turning on the computer I'm not checking a um the yeah. app that we have mm -hmm. nothing it felt so good I can imagine like oh my gosh I it's like you know what you're supposed to do, but you don't do it because you just autopilot. You just keep going and working yeah. that more often and just disconnect. Like, I will not be checking emails. I'm not here. You can wait or whatever happens in between. It's none of my business. I'm off. Um, <laughs> but I do like to go for walks when the weather is favorable. That's one thing I will force myself to do. Whatever's going on, if I have a break in my calendar, I have to get up and go outside and energize with with nature um, yes. because yeah these people have you up here it's your wits mm -hmm. let me go outside and and come back in and have all types of allergies but still it felt good <laughs> for the moment <laughs> yeah for the moment that's what's up i going outside i can absolutely see the benefit in that because i too love a good um good sun bath but what I miss, what I miss most about living in LA was being able to go to the water. Uh, just I think I like when I lived in um, in Jersey, like there's a lot of water, like a lot of rivers and stuff. And so like, I just need the Aquarius. Okay, so the Aquarius in me just needs water. Like I feel centered mm -hmm. when I have water around, and I feel like now I'm in the middle of a freaking desert. Cause like I be, I be trying to get to the water. Okay, I be trying to get to the water, and the universe be like, not today. <laughs> like not, not on our watch. You won't be around any water today. And I, like I think like the closest, um, the closest river that you can like get on is like an hour and a half from here. Oh gosh! And it's not even, it's not even nice water. It's like black. <laughs> I want I want nothing to do with that. But 
activated charcoal was good for you. Get on in there. <laughs> we, when my um my parents came down to visit one time, I me being on the water, I I rented a boat. And now every time I've rented a boat, you've been able to get in the water. It's been water that can get in, not this water. And so I had took, I took my bathing suit because I had planned on getting in the water. I'd never been to this, uh, this body of water before. And I told my mom, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get in the water. And we got to it. And she was like, please don't get in there. <laughs> she was like, dude, don't do it, Miss Seely. She's like, we don't know what's in that water. Like, don't, please don't get in there. And I didn't, because I was afraid of what might be waiting beneath the surface. So but I need to be able to see, honey. That was where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> it has other good things, I think, I guess, that area. Okay. But um, I just, I miss the water. Like I said, I, I think it's the Aquarius in me. Just being at the water is just so, uh, it's so rejuvenating. In when you were in California, did you go to San Diego at all? All the time, like once a month. I remember driving out there there was so much it was just like I'm like why is there so much water why is it like the highway or whatever path to get there oh water I was really? like what the heck this is I'm making me uncomfortable <laughs> San Diego is beautiful but LA is the same way like I remember like when my kid was in school in San Diego in LA they had days where they would take off like where they wouldn't have school because the weather was nice to go to the beach be like that he would be like can you come pick me up today's beach day oh okay no absolutely not we did though and we paying for you to be off and going to the beach yes because that social and, and, and environmental development is important is important no that's what saturday and sunday is for saturday and sunday is for rest and rejuvenation <laughs> get two days it was nice I appreciate that about that school because they'll be like it's a really nice day we're gonna do a half a day so the kids can go to the beach absolutely what about working people you can't just who's gonna get the kids they've had after school programs just checking because that don't sound like the move to make no I mean but I I mean I worked a a very flexible schedule so I'd go pick them up but oh that's funny (laughs) See, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not a beach person. I never like, never have been, but like it. Don't ask me to go to a beach. Uh, Are you serious? No. How did I know this about you? Hate beaches. If you, if I go on vacation and I'm at a beach place, a resort, then that's different because I'm there to be on vacation. Right. But I don't just be like. I have a friend who goes to the beach out here just like hey you want to go to the beach yes yes <laughs> yes uh, you do? that was my question do what just sit there yes oh my gosh I have a blanket in my car and I would go I would go and he would play in the sand or like play with the waves and I would read my book nope nope, nope. yes oh my god I cannot I cannot believe that I did not know that you weren't a beach person I, I mean, we've year. never gone to the beach. We haven't, and I would probably never go. <laughs> so, 
Not even when you came to visit me in LA. I don't think we went to the beach either, did we? There's a reason for a beach. That's just no, we did. We went to the bar on the beach. The bar that was on the we weren't on the beach, but the bar was on the beach. So technically, no, it doesn't count. All that sand. I went to the beach (laughs) last year, and I was like, I want to try something different because I don't like it. And I was, I went. I was like, I'll try something different, and let's just see how it works out. It was, it was decent. Like, okay, fine. The amount of sand that came back with me that never could, I'm like what is this what where, why are you still here I, yeah. I got rid of you it was like no <laughs> it's for life oh it's so frustrating it's it's too much I didn't I didn't mm-mm. that's not my, my my jam I feel you I I would want a beachfront home that has a sidewalk in front of the house so it's like the beach doesn't come up to the house like there's a sidewalk that's how it is in like venice so like the, the sidewalk before the beach yeah i just, just want to be able to look okay i want to be able to look at the water mm-hmm. mm, from my rooftop mm, so pretty what if a wave takes you away like the waves are so strong it's just dangerous i can't they are the waves are very strong. I think I, we went to Catalina Island one time and we were on the coves. <laughs> and we were trying to be all cute in the water. <laughs> and the waves were so aggressive. They just like grabbed me by the, by the back of my shirt and pushed me against the rocks and then snatched me out to sea. I almost drowned. <laughs> 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 I could have died. It was so funny. To, it was as funny after the fact. But you didn't see it coming because you're just sitting there looking at how pretty the water is. And all of a sudden it was like, whoosh. I was like, wait a minute. Death is on the horizon. It's too dangerous. Yeah. But that's anything. Too much of anything is a bad thing. That's not too much of anything. That's like, I'm literally putting myself in a situation. Where a wave that I cannot control can take me out. Like, it's a whole wave. I feel you. I don't know. You swim, right? Yeah, you swim. Yeah. Yep, I swim. Okay, so one more thing about self care. So you said you're snoozing, you go outside, and then I'm meditating and trying to get with my water. Also, something I've been doing for self-care is um, I'm getting into like the saging in Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. My and my house smells like um, where you go to get your hair braided. Okay, like an incense shop. That's where you go to get your hair braided. <laughs> that's that's what it, that's that's what. So I'm just trying to think the politically correct way to say this. <laughs> I, when I was growing up and we, when my mom did not do my hair when somebody else did it, we went to the, um, well, our, the lady who used to braid our hair, she was an African lady mm-hmm. and she, she sold like her family had a store and they sold like incense and shea butter. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it. And then she always had some good food on the stove. Oh my God. <sighs> but I just remember it smelling very cleansed. 
in her home and just hi and then just having all of the um positive energy in there while I was getting my hair dude and so that's what my house smells like now it smells like incense and good good vibes and good energy awesome yeah it's a good deal it's a good vibe you see it making a difference uh it makes a difference for me and I set the tone for everybody else in my home so <laughs> if, if if mama's in a good mood everyone's in a good mood okay yeah all right so apparently my kids are awake and things are happening things are happening i'm looking at them and i'm shaking my head because they do the absolute most all right sorry about that so they're making a lot of noise making a lot of noise All right. So part of self-care is knowing when to um when to be done. So uh we're gonna go ahead and um wrap it up there. Is, is that it for your ramblings? That's it. All right, let's get into survival skills 101. Mine is if the people around you can't see your value, change your surroundings. Compromises give and take. It does not mean sacrificing who you are and what you need for the sake of pleasing someone else. And with that, govern yourselves accordingly. Thank you for listening to us at our table. Present and Black. Peace.